everyone, welcome to our midweek bonus episode of Exploit It, where we talk about an episode of Tales from the Crypt. I'm Alexis Strowski. I have no mouth, but I must scream. I'm I sorry. Don't. I don't, though. I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we're talking about episode 15, season 2. Season 2, episode 15. Mute Witness to Murder, directed by Jim Simpson. Who the hell is Jim Simpson? Good question. He only directed one other thing. A no, tooth- what was that? A 2002 movie called The Guys, about firemen that died on 9-11. I mean, a noble uh, movie, but uh, I've never heard of it. No. And he was also an assistant director on Spice World and Event Horizon. Well, I mean, Event Horizon. You know, we're big fans of Event Horizon here. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but Spice Up My Life, Spice World. No, Spice World sucks, I I can't defend it. So this is starring Patricia Clarkson, his Susie, a very accomplished actress, started her career in The Untouchables, the Brian De Palma film, Academy Award nominee for Pieces of April, won two Emmys for her recurring role in Six Feet Under. So lots of work for her. Yeah. We also have Richard Thomas as Dr. Trask. Most famous role is John Boy Walton in The Waltons. Oh. And he was in the 1990 adaptation of It. Um, he played the main character as an adult. I oh. can't remember the character's name. The one that Jonathan Brandis grows up to become. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it. My brother could tell me. Yeah. He's and, a big fan. And he's also in the 1980 film Battle Beyond the Stars that we really ought to do sometime. Yeah. John I've... Saxon's in that, too. Hat Daddy Saxon? Yeah, Hat oh, yeah. Daddy. Well, then we definitely have to do it. Music in this episode is by Jan Hammer. I realized last time we discussed him, I kept saying Jan. Oh. But it's Jan Hammer who did the music for Miami Vice and an earlier Tales from the Crypt episode, Three's a Crowd. Uh. Remember that one? Uh, vaguely. What's it, what was that one? Oh, uh, where the guy thinks his wife is having an affair with his their friend, but really she's just pregnant. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yep. And Mute Witness to Murder was originally published in The Crypt of Terror, number 18, in July of 1950. And Crypt Keeper, he don't have much to say this time round. No, not really. He's like, oh, you scared me. I thought my heart was beating again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then episode. Yeah. Next time you stare into someone's window, remember somebody killed the cat. And then we get this lounge ass music, and Susie's in a in a costume talking to a Viking woman and a prisoner. I guess they they had a Halloween party, but apparently it was her and her husband's anniversary party. Interesting, yeah. That they had people wear costumes too. See, that's uh, I got married on uh, October twenty fifth, so that's something in theory that we could do if we wanted to. But... Yeah, you could have a Halloween anniversary party if you wanted. We have enough Halloween right now with uh, ye oldie children, so I think uh, yeah. I think we're probably good there. And then, so their guests leave. Susie goes out on the balcony while her husband Paul goes inside to get a present, and she witnesses this intense argument in the apartment across from her. And there's this really upset woman yelling at her husband because he he made them leave a, a party early. And this doctor just beats this woman to death. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And, well, at first he picks up a lamp and beats her up. Yeah, I thought that was going to be it right there. I'm like, damn, okay, well, that's uh, 
That's a tough way to go. And then she gets up. Yeah. And she's like, why did you do that? I'm going to sue you. And so he strangles her to death. This is very, very rear window. Yeah, I was going to say, that was my, like, this is a straight up rear window knockoff. Like, Yeah. And that is hammered in when uh, Paul comes back and says, happy anniversary, sweetheart, in a Jimmy Stewart voice. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart was in Rear Window. Yes. I had to double check. Rear Window came out in 1954, four years after this comic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But now Susie's mute. She can't talk at all. She is a mute witness to murder. That's the thing. Yes. Yep. And Paul's like, hey, it's all right. We'll get the doctor. And, like, even when she's alone, she can't speak. She goes to the bathroom and she's just, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. And so Paul comes back and he's like, Susie, I brought the doctor. This is Dr. Trask. He lives across the courtyard from us. And it's the, the, the guy that she just saw murder somebody. Yep. So Dr. Trask is like, oh, well, you know, where was she standing? And he realizes, oh, shit, this woman saw me commit a murder. And he pulls out this big fucking syringe and he's like, hold your wife down, Mr. Hastings. I'm going to give her this sedative and I'm taking her to the hospital um, for observation. But let's take her to the sanitarium and throw her in a straitjacket. It's it's pretty, it escalates fast. Yeah, this, this escalates very quickly. And um, the husband's like, oh no. Oh, I guess we go along with this though. You're the doctor. I trust you implicitly. You know. I mean, that makes sense, though. I mean, usually you trust medical professionals. It's like, and he is actually a doctor. He owns this sanitarium. Yeah. So he, I mean, he his wife couldn't tell him that. Oh, I I saw this guy just fucking beat beat this woman to death. So it's not like, oh, hey, don't let don't this let this doctor near me. It's yeah. Not like she can say that. But. Also, her problem is she can't talk, and this doctor's like, well, we gotta slap her in a straitjacket and throw her in a padded room. Your wife crazy. Yeah. And he's like, okay, doctor. And um, we see that Dr. Trask has some heart problems. You know, if he gets too excited, like he's gonna have a heart attack, he's gotta take some medicine. And he does that, and then he's alone with Susie, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna attempt to explain here. Um, you saw me murder somebody. So I've locked you up here and say, and I'm going to say you're a dangerous psychotic who needs to be saved from herself. He's like, yeah, it's unfair, but you know what? You're fucked. I could attempt to explain myself. But if you don't mind, I think I'll just skip the self-justification. You are, of course, in a sanatorium. The last grievous stop of the irretrievably insane. A small, private sanatorium of which I am both director and chairman of the board. And according to my diagnosis, you are also a dangerous psychotic who needs to be saved from herself. Yes, I know it does seem unfair, but that is what you get when you intrude so rudely into a neighbor's life. This is honest. No bullshit either, right? Like, there's no like, but I, you know, I, I've been doing that. And he's, she's been doing this to me forever. And no, he doesn't nope, even. He's just like, I just killed her. Yeah, I killed her. You saw, so I'm just gonna destroy you now. And like, he taps her knee and she pulls away, and he's like, Oh, don't, don't worry. I have no interest in defiling you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I keep that stuff to a minimum at Lawn Hill. And I'm like, a minimum, huh? <laughs> we are only 10% rapey here. Yep. I mean, that's low. I mean, that is low for our show, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So, Dr. Trask, you know, it's like, oh, take your medicine and goes talks to the husband's like, oh, you know, it could be years before she snaps out of this. And there's a nurse feeding her that's like, you're a good hungry girl. Eat the carrots. Carrots are good for the brain. <laughs> uh, so the nurse doesn't actually give a shit, you know? Well, no. Yeah. Just thinks she's another crazy. Which right. makes me wonder how many women that this doctor does this to. Yeah, that is a good question. Does it, like, are I all mean... the other rooms, like, just ex-girlfriends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you know. And so Paul's talking to his sister about Susie and this whole situation. And he's like, I trust this doctor. And the sister's like, I don't know, this sus AF fam. That, that's, yep, that's, that's the gist of it. She's like, I've been working at a medical research lab for 20 years. This, I never heard shit like this. You, do, have you looked into this doctor? Oh, no, he, I trust him. He's my neighbor, too. What's he doing to make her better? To get her out of that god-awful jacket? I came out of the bathroom. Oh, Susie was Paul. out on the terrace. Paul. I went out. Polly. In 13 years of working at a medical research laboratory, oh, I have never up. heard of anyone who went from sane to insane in the space of five minutes. That just does not happen. Dolores, you should see her. She can't talk. She doesn't know where she is or who I am. She came at me with a golf club. Well, what do you know about this doctor anyway? Oh, Jesus. Hey, a word to the wise from your big sister. Check him out. That's all I'm saying. If it were me, I'd leave no stone unturned. I'd make damn sure Susie was in the right hands. This, this husband's pretty gullible. Yeah. So he goes to see Susie, and he's sad because she's just, like, going stir-crazy in this padded room. And Dr. Trask is like, maybe you were having a bad marriage, huh? No, no, our marriage is good. Are you sure? Why isn't she talking then? Gaslighting him. Yeah. And then makes a ruling that, like, you know what, the the husband could be very detrimental to the patient. He could disrupt treatment. From now on, I will monitor his visits. You know, Paul tries to get back into the hospital to see Susie, and they're not letting him. And Paul makes it in there. and He's like, Susie, I've missed you. I don't know what happened. He starts asking yes or no questions to figure out what happened. Like, you witnessed something? Yes. Was it somebody I know? Was it the doctor? Oh, did you witness the doctor murder somebody? Yeah. And that's when Trask comes in and stabs Paul in the throat with the syringe and is like, Congratulations, Mr. Hastings. You'd be very good at charades if you weren't about to die. And yeah, he kills the husband and makes, yep. makes Susie watch. And he's like, I have to do it. It's self-defense, you know, and snaps Paul's throat with his foot. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. And then he explains to her, he takes another pill, and he's like, my heart. He's like, I'm too fragile for this excitement. My heart's too weak. So we're going to go ahead and just give you a lobotomy that you're not going to survive. And, you know, he leaves. And he's just watching Susie on every monitor in his office, which is weird. It's creepy. Yeah, it's a little bit creepy. Yeah. Next morning, he's like, okay, it's time for your surgery. Let me go ahead, take off the straight jacket. And she attacks the fuck out of him. I mean, what did he expect? Yeah. And she was just going to, like, lie down and, like, you already told her you are going to kill her in the operating room. <laughs> like, 
You just murdered her husband in front of her. Like, what are you, what do you expect? And when he tries to strangle her, he has a heart attack and he's out of pills. And he's like, call desk, my pills, call desk. And then he's like, oh shit, yeah, you can't speak, that's right. And she goes, oh yeah, I can speak. It's like, boom, she got her speech back. She's over the trauma and full of anger now, you know, so she can speak. And she just stands there and watches him die. Well, he's like, murderer, and I'm like, eh, no, you deserve this, stop complaining. That's exactly what she says, because he's like, you can't just stand there and watch me. He's, she's like, I want to watch, you deserve to die. And then uh, once he's dead, she, she uses a little thing to call the front desk and go, hey, this is Mrs. Hastings in room 19. Uh, Dr. Trask died, he's, he's dead. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, Crypt Keeper is in a straitjacket now, and he's like, where's Houdini when you need him? And he says just the dumbest pun. They were they were grasping for straws for this one. Like, yeah. oh, Dr. Trask, there's a villain with a heart. Attack, that is. Waka, waka, yeah. waka. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so the original comic, some differences. Uh, first of all, it was not the first story in that issue. It was the last one. <laughs> the first story in that issue was fucking awesome, and I wish we'd had that story. Because that story was like, this guy catches his wife having an affair with a musician, so he cuts off the musician's hand to get revenge, and it like destroys the musician's career. And then the hand comes back and gets revenge and kills him. We might get that one later. Yeah, that's that was a good good story. But at the very end is mute witness to murder. The characters' names this time round are Pam and Steve, and the whole story is told by, like by Pam. She's oh, okay. like, I turned and saw this. It was our anniversary, you know. And when Steve went to get a present, I stepped onto the patio, and I witnessed this thing. And uh, the doctor's name is Doctor Basque. A <laughs> little different. But same story, he runs a sanitarium, takes her there, and he's like, I'm going to give you a lobotomy. And the comic story, husband never visits. He just <laughs> ships the wife away, and he's like, I'll see you when you get out, bye! That sounds very 50s. Yeah. Uh, this one, this story, it's not bad. It's just a different yeah. vibe. It's It doesn't really feel like a Tales from the Crypt episode. No. Great performance from uh, the guy playing Dr. Trask, though. Oh, yeah. That guy yeah. is sleazy as hell. Just get uh, Tom Hiddleston to play him. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what this could be. A TV movie with Tom Hiddleston. You know, that's what this feels like. Yeah, it, it definitely does not feel like Tales from the Crypt. Like, it wasn't bad by any stretch. It's just different. No, um, it's, it's coffee. It's, yeah. You know, it's coffee. Coffee, you, uh, you order one thing and you get a different coffee, but you're like, eh. Feel pretty good. I'm not too upset. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's want... like you go into a restaurant and they say, like, oh, we have the best coffee in the world. And you get it and you're like, it's not the best. I mean, it's not bad. But I would say it's the best coffee. <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we've, we've had worse. I'll take this over several of the other episodes we've watched. Oh, yeah. So our episodes this week come Saturday. Our theme is Mockbusters. And we're going to be watching a Corman-produced mockbuster from Jurassic Park, Carnosaur. That yep. goofy piece of shit. It's a weird movie. It's a weird one. It's a, we'll I'm be just... doing Carnosaur and another mockbuster. 
So we will catch you then, everybody.